Welcome back to another episode of Fast Women. I'm Eileen. And I am Nicole. And today we are here to talk about all sorts of things that are not necessarily car related. I mean, there's car related stuff, obviously. Well, like all the car stuff that we have to talk about. We have a million car things to talk about. And it's all embargoed until after this podcast airs. So it's like, wait a minute. I can't talk about this. Like, wait, no, we can't talk about that. No, no, we also can't talk about that. Dang it. <laughs> we literally have a list of like 15 things we cannot talk about yet, which yep. is not at all frustrating. I mean, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. No, that's fine. Make every embargo the middle of March. Go ahead. That's fine with us. Yeah. <laughs> Next week's episode is going to be jam packed. I'll tell you what. <laughs> to concentrate a little bit more on the travel side of what Nicole and I do um, talk about cars a little bit, of course, but a lot more on the travel side, a little bit about what we're doing in our magazine stuff this month, um, which you can buy on newsstands today, Newsweek magazine. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of our favorite places to travel, which we will be hitting up in March. Yes. All right. So let's dive right in. Nicole, how was your weekend? What were you driving? My weekend, I was actually, I had the Kia <laughs> EV6 GT is what I had, which I have driven before. I did drove it at the launch, which was before Christmas, I want to say. And they let us take yeah. it out on a racetrack, which was kind of amazing because like, you know, if you've driven an EV, you know, when you hit the accelerator, because all that torque is there right away, you just jet forward. It's very, very responsive. There's a lot of power. You get that pushed back in your seat feeling immediately, which is really very cool. But you don't think of an electric vehicle as something necessarily that you're going to take to the track. It's not what you'd normally do with an EV. And yet they let us do that in Las Vegas. So we took it around the track there and they even let us take it out and do drag racing in a Kia EV6 GT. Which is fun. And that car has a cool boost button. That, so if yes. you're just driving it like we drove it on canyon roads, you drove it on side streets, you could hit the boost button and you could just blip and go. Like it's, it's it, really cool. It's yeah. Like what, 60 extra horsepower, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's an unbelievably fun car to drive. And you really don't like, I think it really is a great example. Like the EV6 is a great vehicle on its own. Like it doesn't need anything else, just the EV6 and any of its trims. When you add that GT level to it, it really shows you that people, I think, that are afraid of the idea that. Okay, you know, electric vehicles, oh, they're taking away my VAs, they're taking away my gas engine, oh, electric vehicles are awful and horrible and boring. They're not. They're really, 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 really fun. And I think having a car like this, that is your sort of everyday driver for just the basic lineup, and then this real true performance version of it with the GT, it shows you just how versatile electric vehicles can be. And I think it's a really good sign of things to come. Like you don't have to think that they're all, you know, just responsible grown up cars. They can be fun cars too. I like that. I like that we're headed in that direction, but you can have the conservation and the eco, but also the fun. But I will say this, I still want like a twin turbo V6 or a V8. Like I still, well, they can give me- I still have they that. can give you all the sound. Like you can get all the cool, like they have different sounds. I mean, they don't have one that really sounds like a traditional engine. They need that button. Could everybody just give one button in the car that lets you make everything sound, sound like it? I don't want the you don't sound. Want the sound. I want like, okay. So I love that when you're in like a V8 and you are, uh, yeah, like you're grumbling, right? Like that's what it feels like. You're yes. right grumbling. There's something yes. more than just the acceleration and the yeah. sound. There's something, the visceralness of that takeoff is very different. And I don't know if it's a combination of factors. I think it is because we're, when you're in an electric car, you can just take off. And so you right. have that, but there's just something about the combination of factors and piped in noise doesn't do it for me. Like, I don't know. It's not the same. Off. It's not the same, but it's close. I mean, it, it gives you a little bit of it. But yeah, there is something just in the, the, the feel of driving an EV. Like if you didn't, if you're given two cars and you were given the same sound and you didn't know what was under the hood, as soon as you accelerate hard, you would know. 
because you can feel a difference in the vehicle. I think EVs are sort of weirdly more mild-mannered somehow, even though they have that super aggressive acceleration. There's something chill and calm in their lack of engine and sound and exhaust. I do agree with that. I do think that when you are in, like, say, a Hellcat, for instance, you do feel like you're like in a beast rather than in an electric vehicle. You're more just like, okay, well, I'm just here and in this moment able to do this. I don't know what it is. It's 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 not like living inside a computer, but it's a bit like living inside a computer. (laughs) I feel very old like that. I'm like, I know, right? I live inside my PC and that's what this is how this is working. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. It feels very weird to me. Now I'll get made fun of. Jeff, thank you. I know you're going to text me about it. I, <laughs> Jeff from Kia. We all know Jeff. From <laughs> point. Yeah, um, he'll have things to say about this episode. <laughs> he'll have to say. Um, so, yeah. So I'm glad you had that because I haven't had it for a week yet. And I, I was interested kind of on how that would play out in the real world. Because obviously, you know, you, we like EVs that have acceleration. We like EVs that are eco. You know, we love the Kia Niro. That's one of our favorites. Um, but yes. You just don't know with a top tier trim, like when you get to that certain level, does it become unusable on a daily basis? And it sounds to well, me, because based on what you that experienced, does, that it is very usable. It's very usable because the thing is, it doesn't, you know, that's the challenge. Like, okay, the Hellcat, I love the Hellcat. Like, give me all the Hellcats. It's amazing. But that is a hard car to think of as a daily driver because yes. it has so much power, because it's so aggressive, because it's so in your face all the time. You can't tone that down. There's no turning down. Hellcat turned down to zero is still Hellcat. You can't make it mild-mannered at all. But with this, you can have sort of all the fun of the performance. But like, I just want to drive to the grocery store today and I'm not in the mood. That's fine. Just drive to the grocery store like a normal mild-mannered person and you can do that. If you want to drive it, you can do that too. And yeah, that's something you can't get in every car. You really can't. Do you know what I did this week? I mean, you have like an idea because like, obviously we talk. I do. Like, I do have an idea, but share with our audience. What I'll play along. What did you do this week? I <laughs> thanks, thanks for asking, Nicole. Um, <laughs> I had one heck of an experience this weekend. So I flew up on Friday to Detroit um, to, you know, win friends, influence people, see people we work with on a regular basis, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And I had looked at the forecast on like Tuesday and I was like, okay, it's going to rain. So like I go up to Detroit, my cute little flats and my trench coat and my like light shirt, my jeans, my purse. And I get in the car, which Ford has generously allowed me to drive a Ford Bronco Sport heritage mm-hmm. model, heritage edition model. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm in I'm in the the Yellowstone yellow. I will call it light piss colored, the light piss colored Bronco <laughs> um, the white roof and the white grill and the red Bronco writing. Um, I was in that. And and I set off and I go to have lunch with Jake, who works for me. And we're sitting there at lunch. And he's like, well, you better take off. It's going to start getting bad. And I looked at him. I go, oh, I don't think it's going to rain that hard. And he looks at me. He goes, no, we're getting a foot of snow today. Oh, my gosh. And I was just like, well, oops. Yeah, it's the way the cookie crumbles. So, so how did how did the Ford Bronco Sport <laughs> handle the rain that was actually a foot of snow? So what I did, I have to explain that I did not leave just then. I had other appointments. So I met with a few other people and I was in my head. I will leave when the snow starts to stick because that's when I was like, I'm going to go south and I was going to drive to my dad's, which is like a three and a half hour drive. And so I was like, like, when that starts to stick, I know that I'll be out of it in 40 minutes and that should be plenty of time. People in Detroit know how to drive in the snow, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I left Troy which is just north of Detroit, when it started to stick. By the time I got to the city, 
which was it's normally like what 15 minutes yeah it's like inches on the ground it was like three to four oh, inches God. in the lanes of traffic there was the i ended up getting off at the motor city casino um and just to go around a little bit of stop traffic and it was like there I, I the roads were covered to the point where you couldn't see tracks through them it was just like very much like okay i need to stop i need to pump my brakes like i'm driving new england again like i was like okay I <laughs> because i'm not just cruising around detroit so then i ended up driving south on i-75 it took me over two hours to get to the michigan ohio border oh lord there was there was, I mean, there was a substantial amount of snow. And what I have learned is all of my thoughts about people from Michigan being able to drive in the snow are wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> 100% wrong. And it's not because I was in a Bronco sport, which is immensely capable, which I'll talk about in just a second. It's that none of them understand. Most people in Michigan, you, you go there all the time. I go there all the time. Yes. They're driving Jeeps. They're driving mm-hmm. four-wheel drive. They're driving Yukons and Suburbans and lots of things with all in four-wheel drive. None of yes. them would be bothered to go anything over 20 miles an hour. And there was visibility issues. It was snowy. There was snow on the ground. It was fine. Like, it was <laughs> fine. I was, I hurt for them. I was like, you guys have oh, just, no. they've sullied themselves. Um, it was it was an experience. And so the snow was one thing. I can drive through snow. I grew up near Buffalo, New York. I can drive through snow. No problem. I turned in Toledo and turned to go east and it was an 80 mile per hour headwind, a sustained 80 mile per hour headwind, which is just not something you see. Like you're like, am I driving into a hurricane? Am I driving into a tornado? (laughs) And it was like that, but it was with snow. And so snow flush and then it went to full on rain and it was a sustained wind and it was probably for a hundred and something miles like that easily a hundred and something oh my miles gosh like and it came to the point where that's I a had, rough drive i was driving into the wind and i swear to god it was like seven miles per gallon on the bronco sport and it came <laughs> to the point where i was like am i going i'm gonna have to stop and get gas can i splash and go so i can still keep going to hopefully outrun the back end of the storm that's like <laughs> after me across ohio it was well, very you know what? like that this brings up this makes me think of when we were driving did our road trip from disneyland to disney world and the rain was such an impact on our range can you imagine driving what that would do to an ev oh it'd be terrible i mean it was and absolutely- then you'd have to find some place to sit and charge and there's your drawback you'd have to sit and you'd have to charge as the snowstorm overtook you, you'd just be buried. You'd be a little snowman by the time you pulled away. <laughs> and so where I was driving, you could see the phone poles were all, the telephone poles were all, you know, waving in the wind. There were trees. Oh, my gosh. I was driving. I'm like, I can't come back this way when I come back on Sunday because there will be no power. The road will be closed. Like, I knew that. Yeah. I found mm-hmm. I found a text. I sent you a friend of ours, Ben, who listens to the podcast, um, sent me the Detroit from the National Weather Service. This text, it says, description treacherous to near impossible travel conditions through late this evening i've never but seen you did it anyway like that. i did it i did it and i will say like the broncos sport is really underrated i know that there is um some commentator online i read described it as an escape in an otter box that's not true it's fantastic i mean it's yeah it was it, great it's definitely it's not the bronco like i think where it gets a bad rap is because it's not a bronco it's not a straight up bronco it's a bronco sport so people get the bronco sport and they're like oh it's goodness not a bronco it doesn't really no it's not a bronco that's why it has a different name but for what it is it's a fantastic little vehicle i like the bronco sport and it's fabulous I- in the snow 
I was so comfortable. I was so confident in it. I had no questions about slippage and I didn't put it in snow mode. At no point did I put it in snow mode or eco mode. I didn't change anything. I just drove it normal. And I was kind of like, we'll see where this takes me. It was fantastic. I would buy that vehicle now if I lived in the Northeast without questioning it. Like it was great. And I will say this. So it comes with it's based on the Big Bend series. Bronco, the Heritage Edition is Um, it's, Mm -hmm. it's got some extra stuff. It's mainly just colors and like textures and stuff it's not that it has all this extra equipment on it it's just prettier and different so it has 29 inch all-terrain off-road tires with deep treads which is probably why it was a little bit better in the snow but also that's not great when it's watery so like it had Mm -hmm. these going against it but it was still so good like i drove it i was completely comfortable in it the thing that i always hate is that when weather conditions get bad or not even bad but like it was snowing and then it got warmer but And when like the rain died down, so it was like regular raining. It wasn't Mm -hmm. that it had melted enough and cleaned off the radar enough. I still couldn't use cruise control. Yeah. So there's not it'll be like adaptive cruise control doesn't work, but there's no default to regular cruise control. And that's the same on a lot of vehicles. And that really doesn't, especially in the winter where I'm like, okay, but I'm I'm driving like I, I, I know I understand what cruise control does. So that annoyed me. Um, Mm -hmm. But the Bronco Sport amazing i was i was really impressed with it um the other thing yeah. i was impressed with is i got to drive last week the nissan rogue again um mm-hmm. which for a little while i had driven an underpowered version the last time i think we talked on this podcast about how i was very unimpressed by it um, yes i drove the more powerful version and i really liked it again so i'm back in team rogue um, don't buy the one that doesn't have as much horsepower. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't buy the don't buy the less horsepower. You want the one no, no, no. the new? Yeah, the old one with the the not horsepowery horsepowery. The one with less horsepower, not so much. The one with more horsepower. Yay, Rogue. Yeah, yay, Rogue. I am back in the Rogue's corner. I really liked it. I used the Pro Pilot Assist a lot. I drove a lot of highway back and forth to the airport and stuff last week. I really. How did you find that? Like, did you like the Pro Pilot Assist? Like comparing it to some of the other assistive technologies from different OEMs? So I had what I would describe as like when we ski, we call them bluebird days. So we had, you know, no, no clouds. It was, it was I kind of ideal situations and it did pretty mm-hmm. well. And I actually yeah. had it through some construction zones where it's got like the, the lines are not at all straight or anything like that. You just kind of see how it would do. And it did pretty well. So I was pretty happy with it. The updates to ProPilot Assist with this ProPilot Assist 2.0, um, I think are great. And it is a hands-on technology. It's not like Super Cruise. Right. Um, right. And it doesn't behave like Super Cruise, but I think it's pretty good. I like it. I feel like it does better in Rogue than it does on Aria in the little bit I tried it on Aria. So I'm interested. I'm actually going to go drive and you're going to go drive the Aria in a few oh, weeks. Oh, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll have to try it now. And yeah, I'm curious now because I, I I like the ProPilot. I think it's good. And I think the updates they did it are really good. I've always liked that one. I thought it was a good system. Um, so now I'll have to compare it and see if it's better on the Aria. We'll have to follow up on that. Is it better when we drive the Aria all-wheel drive or is it worse? Or is yeah. it the same? Because when I drove Aria with it, I've only... So when I drove Aria the first time, I drove it on a track. And so obviously, mm-hmm. we pilot assist on a track. But right, I did right. drive it uh, on the street, but it was on the highway and it was in Pasadena. And, you know, that's just not really a great, accurate representation of what Aria does or is. So um, I'm interested to see what happens when we drive it in a few weeks. That will be interesting to see. All right. So speaking of interesting to see, let's talk yes. a little bit about Eco Escapes when we get back from break. Okay. Okay, it's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, we are back, Nicole. We are talking about unique Eco Escape Boutique Hotels, which is an article you and I wrote for Newsweek magazine that's on shelves now. And it's really cool. The, the picture on it is is this this little hotel chalet that's on Mount Denali. And you could see like the Ooh. northern lights behind it. And it's really pretty. Like it looks I, that's on my list because I really want to see the northern lights. I wanted to see them since I was a little kid. And I just I know that you can't even guarantee you see them where you see them. Like you could go to a place where they're always there. And like the week you're there, they never show up. It's not like it's clockwork. They may or may not be visible at places. So this one, this this little eco escape could be one that I would be down for because I want to see the northern lights. Did you see the story of a couple weeks ago or last week that the JetBlue flight, the northern lights were over and they did like a circle in the middle of the ocean so people on both sides of the plane could see them? No way. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. I appreciate that. You were supposedly you could see them in New Hampshire. I wonder if it was at the same time that that it was, you know, the atmosphere. It all has to be the atmosphere, the temperature, blah, blah, blah. Like 20 different things have to align to see them. And there are parts of New Hampshire you could see them and you can't normally see them in New Hampshire at all. Not my part of New Hampshire, mind you, of course, but parts of New Hampshire. (laughs) Yeah, I remember seeing them growing up. Now I grew up in Buffalo, like I said. So you could see them like over the lake when we were growing up. I remember seeing them. I've always wanted to see them. They seem so cool. cool in my head. They seem like magical. Yeah, it does. It is. It's like this ethereal sort of you're like, it, it reminds me of in in The Little Mermaid when Ariel does like her voice thing. She's like, oh, uh, like that's what I think of. Like, that's what the yes. sound I want with <laughs> is, is Ariel from Little Mermaid. Um, OK, so let's look at this eco escapes. So these are really cool. There's things that are really simple and like home. I'm going to say like North American homespun. And then there's also like some really exotic things. So yeah. Mount Denali, there is a, a hotel in Boulder, Colorado that has gardens and they they compost things and they donate like their leftover, not leftover, but a kind of end of life use for the hotel sheets and blankets, yeah. homeless, and they they reuse them. And like, it's just like, that's feel good, right? Like the St. Julian Hotel and Spa in Boulder, that's feel good. Yeah. Um, there's a really cool place I have been to before and you have it. So next time when we're in Georgia together, I should take you here. Um, it's okay. Cool. The Inn at Serenby. It's Serenby is a community uh, southwest of Atlanta, and it is built around this like sustainability. It's not crunchy though; it's affluent, um, but it, it's okay. A style of living where you have organic gardens and you have these houses that are kind of like nothing else. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really different. I would recommend S. It's S E R E N B E. Um, but the Inn at Serenby is the original homestead. Um, in Chattahoochee Hills, Georgia, and they converted it to an inn, but there's a restaurant. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's in Chattahoochee Hills. I love that. Chattahoochee. 
<laughs> the Chattahoochee's the river. So like down yonder on the Chattahoochee, little Alan Jackson. Chattahoochee. Yeah, Alan I like Jackson that. Is from the area where this is. Um, so yeah, so it's it's a really cool eco escape. They have it in there. You can also Airbnb some of the homes. Um, it's mm-hmm. really cool. It really feels like you're in a completely different slice of the world than you are if you're in downtown Atlanta. Um, so if you are ever in the Atlanta area and want just like an escape, um, you can even just go to the inn for a night. You could go there and have dinner. They also have um, they also have like uh, plays they do in the summer outdoors. They do outdoor theater like it's really pretty. There's trails. There's 15 miles of trails. And so it's it's really it's really interesting. But anyway, I recommend That's it. very cool. Um, the only place-, place you've ever shown me in Georgia, I always think of the um, it's it is not eco. Well, I don't know. I feel like it is kind of eco friendly. Um, the goats goats on a roof. Was that I what mean, it was? It was goats on a roof. That's it. Yeah. Tiger, Georgia, which is very far north. That's a different vibe than the in it. But it was good. I mean, I'm imagining it's a slightly different vibe, but goats (laughs) on a roof, I feel like, is also kind of eco-friendly. In my head, it should be. Every place, if if you're going to be eco-friendly, goats on a roof is a good way to start. I mean, we can look into that. I'm not sure how sustainable (laughs) the the boiled peanuts are. I I don't think it was the most, probably zero (laughs) sustainability there, but still. (laughs) But if you're looking for goats on a roof that you can feed and they can poop down on you, that's your place to go. Well, they don't poop on you. They're kind of pooping near you, above you. I don't know. No poop fell on me during my visit. They're poop adjacent. That's where we come to. It's a unique unique opportunity to explore local Georgia is what that place is. And and it was the first time I'd ever actually seen boiled peanuts, and I was all excited. And they look like disgusting. I did not try. Speaking of poop, they look like floaters. It's not. Yeah, it, they're awful. Fire they, It seems like oh, everyone talks about boiled peanuts. Oh, these must be amazing. Oh, these are gonna be. And you open the little, the little, I don't know, soup bowl with the boiled peanuts. It's like ooh, I don't want to eat those. No, thank you. For the record, I don't eat boiled peanuts. Um, they're yeah, used to, clearly I, yucky. when I moved down here and like when I used to come down here as a kid, there used to actually be like stands on the side of the road where you could get boiled peanuts. In some places you still can, but I have never part partaken, partook. I never partook in them and I will not to this day. I am not a boiled peanut person. I do not want squishy, squeaky peanuts. No, thank what you. What about the husband? Because he what, what is what is the husband? Does he like the boiled peanuts or no? The husband can't we eat can- peanuts anymore. Um, but oh, I, well, then he doesn't. Well, yeah. So, so as of this day, he can't. Um, you know what? He he listens to the podcast. Maybe he'll let us know. I think he would, because like he'll eat. Ew. Yeah, uh, we don't actively seek out boiled peanuts. I don't think it's <laughs> during our marriage. Uh, it might fall okay. apart if I had. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen him eat a boiled peanut. But anyway. Speaking of other adventures, there's this really yes. cool in Chile that I think you and I should plan on going to at some point because we Chile. would. It's amazing. So it's okay. in it's it's the Torres del Paine National Park. Yes. And it's the Explora Patagonia Hotel. And anyone listening to this should Google because it is some of the most spectacular images I have ever seen. Like I looked at it and I was like, I don't care what it costs. I want to go here. And it's not because oh, I would go there. It is just gorgeous. And it looks like nothing I've ever seen. Like it looks very specific to the Patagonia region. It is so pretty. They have horseback riding and lakes and glaciers and forests and prairies and vista points like all in one area. And it just looks absolutely amazing. But I get the feeling they don't have Wi-Fi. I mean, I don't know. I didn't get that far into it when we were writing. Well, I feel like I feel wifi. like that could be both like a deal breaker that they don't have Wi-Fi. And also, boy, it would be good to not have Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know. I think I would. I, I wouldn't do well without Wi-Fi. Um, OK, I don't so these, think I would either. <laughs> so we, we put a couple of these like farms on the list that are on mountains. We've got one in the Dolomites, right. one in New Zealand. They've got some really cool farm to table things that they do that are absolutely beautiful. There's this one place in Thailand called the Hideout, which I like the name. Yeah, like this is really cool. But also I'm like, oh, that's where a typhoon goes. Um, it's personal. So we just have to plan to visit when there's not a typhoon. Right, right. So this, as well as this place in Madagascar, um, which the place in Madagascar is billed as a Robinson Crusoe-like experience. And can I tell you, looking at it, it is simple, but it is stunning. And it's that that's one whole thing. But then the but like, is it is, like, is it so Robinson Crusoe that like I'm sleeping in a hut that's all open to the bugs and creepy crawlies of the universe? I wouldn't call it a hut. I would call it a Whatever the equivalent of a glamping hut is, that's what I would call it. But it's also like the, it, it's 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 luxury. So it's okay. glamping luxury. It's not like when you and I stayed on the side of the mountain and had to pee into a saucer. It's not okay, like. OK, so it wasn't that then I'm good as long as it's better than that, that because I, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> no, I, I'm not entirely sure it's too much better than that. But it's also like a beach <laughs> side and they have like a catering chef and like things like that, like like. Oh, it's that so well, the know, catering chef would be an upgrade because the time that we had to pee in a cup, we also ate um, junior mints from the box that had melted into the shape of the box is what we had for dinner. So this yeah. already sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> we really know luxury, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> talk about the hideout for just a second because I kept bringing it up and I have to I have to mention it. It is like the sustainable sanctuary and it's on the side of a mountain and it's a jungle environment. And the only thing that has electricity in the entire thing is the thing that heats the pool. Everything else is like just these open air, like bungalow Ooh. rooms, like almost like casita, like bungalow rooms. It's yeah. in the environment. So it's just surrounded by trees. It is gorgeous. Again, the photos, amazing. It sounds absolutely beautiful. I would visit that. That their priority is the heated pool. I feel like I like these people. I feel like yeah. these people get me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are our people for sure. Yes, for definitely. Sure. So that was in one issue of the magazine um, coming out in, I think, about as soon as this podcast airs, somewhere around there. We are going to have a an Oscars and it says Oscars on the on the PDF profile. I want to say Academy Award winners. Like, I feel like they would want me to say Academy Awards and just refer to it as the Oscars. I don't know. I'm for, yes. I'm for this. Um, we talked about different places to go. And the cool part is, is that. um on the this one for the main image, our photography department has chosen Petra. And oh, nice. I will say I haven't seen this movie, as all of you know, but Nicole has. And they have put Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones in Petra. As Yay! And it's amazing. <laughs> and so you can, it, we kind of talk about these places that you can actually visit that were in these movies that have won Oscars. So Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. Seven I've Oscars. always wanted to visit that location, by the way, ever since I saw it. And I don't think the first time I saw it was in Indiana Jones, but I've always thought it was absolutely beautiful. I heard a little birdie tell me that you and I are going to try and get to Petra this year in the fall. That that would be nice. I hope that birdie is right. I <laughs> Me as well. <laughs> if not, <the> fall, <laughs> fine, too. I'm willing to go any time of year, really. Um, OK, yes, so exactly. So I want to know, Nicole, out of these movies that we list, which ones have you seen? I'll run through them real quickly. Um, OK. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Have you seen it? No. Um, we all, we've all surmised I don't watch a lot of film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. Of course I saw that because that one was based in Boston. How could I not? Okay. I have seen not. that. I have okay, seen good. that. Okay. Phew. Rocky. 
I think I saw it a million years ago. Okay, that's fair. I haven't seen Rocky. Um, I'm pretty sure I did. Or one, I at least saw one of the 18 Rocky sequels because there's like 18, right? It feels like there's that many. I've seen pieces of very many Rocky movies. <laughs> All I know is I'm looking at this photo that they chose for Rocky and Sylvester Stallone is very heavily oiled. Like, I can't imagine. <laughs> like, I know that he did like the boxing. I know he's like a, He's like Mr. Fitness, but like it's yes. very, that's a lot of oil. And I feel like it's yeah, a- oil. like I feel like he doesn't use like a nice lotion. I feel like he actually dips in a vat of olive oil to appear that there's sp- just a vat of really high end olive oil that he dips himself in before he walks out the door. I'm not inc- I'm not entirely sure it's high end. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like it's whatever <laughs> they use on pizza in the Bronx. Like, I feel like that's what we It's just a brush. It's like the big brush. They just brush him yes. with it before he walks out. <laughs> yes, this is exactly what I see is that he's being lathered, lathered in oil. It's it's a look. It's not what I don't think I would want to try at home, but it's a look. Um, okay. okay. So you've seen those those three. Uh, Les Mis. Yes. No, I actually have not seen Les Mis. Have you seen Les Mis on the stage? No, I haven't seen it at all. I on you. I have both seen the movie and seen it on this stage. Huzzah. Wow. I've neither. And I feel like it's a big like gap in my, I don't know, entertainment knowledge, but somehow I've never seen it. Now you've seen Hamilton, right? Yes. Okay. So I do feel like you would be, you're at some point you're going to see it and you're going to call me and you're just going to be like yelling about Jean Valjean. And I'm going to be like, okay, she's seen it. This is, this she is happening now. Maybe I have to find it and watch it in all, in my very many flights, like downloaded. It must be able to be downloaded somewhere. Somebody must have it. I'll have to watch it. It has Wolverine in it. I know you know what Wolverine is. Huge. I know exactly who that is. It's Hugh Jackman. Yes, I do know that. I have I've seen, seen Wolverine. Too. I have seen one, at least one or two X-Men movies. So, you know, like I am. I do have varied interests. Um, OK, you do. <laughs> so the Motorcycle Diaries. No. Okay, so that's the story of Che Guevara, which is not an essay our wheelhouse. Our friend Rob Duffer no. recommended that one, actually, while I was sitting at a table with him uh, while we were, we were writing these. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yes, actually. Um, okay, Ben-Hur. Yes. Okay. Um, Have you not seen Ben-Hur? I feel like if it, like, it was the kind of thing like my dad watched that in reruns on TV on like a Saturday or something. I've seen a lot of old movies. I have not seen. Yeah, them. you have not seen Ben Hur. That's a classic one. I know it's won eleven Oscars. Eleven, eleven. I mean, with the most wins. Hmm. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, so out of Africa. I hated that movie, but yes. <laughs> this is so the I re- Streep and Robert Redford classic that you hated. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. So it came out. I don't even know when it came out. It came out. I was like, oh, out of Africa. Oh, it's so amazing. Oh, it's so beautiful. When was it? 1985. Okay. So I was like 85. So I'm like, oh, I, you should see it. Oh, it's like this life changing. And I watched I'm like, this is boring. That's what I remember. My impression was like, this is kind of pretty, but it's really boring. So that's my feelings about it. Sorry, Meryl Streep, Robert Redford. I know you guys know what you're doing, but I didn't like your movie. <laughs> you okay. Well, can't win them all. Okay. Yep. The Last Emperor. Did I see that one? I think I might have. I tell you, we watched this in school, and Did we you had really, a, yeah, we had a teacher. So at one point, um, they take the I want to say it's toddler poop, and this is a very poop centric episode, by the way. But very, <laughs> they put the toddler poop in like this bowl, and they roll it around to like see his fortune or something. This is what I remember of the whole entire movie, and I remember <laughs> our teacher was trying to censor it, but she couldn't get the moment right, so she kept like 
rewinding and then fast forwarding because it was like that big that big VCR thing, right? So yes. like she and it yep. would work. And at one point she stretched the tape because then it was like this. It was like a whole thing. But like it was just like it. But so instead of not watching the poop or watching the poop, we watched it like seven different times at different speeds. And I have no memory of the of the poop. Well, maybe you saw it seven times. That's why you remember it. (laughs) That's literally what I remember for this movie is that part of it. I remember nothing else. But uh, (laughs) was in it. And so and it was actually the first um, Western feature film that was granted permission to film at the Forbidden City by the People's Republic of China. And so it was like a really wow, big deal when it was filmed. Um, I remember that being a huge big deal when it came out. Yeah. So poop. That's what I remember from Last Emperor. Okay. Poop. Okay. I know. I know you have seen Lord of the Rings. Yes, I have. Uh, 17 Oscar wins, 37 nominations between them. Um, can you believe that I actually have seen all three of them? How is that possible? That's very unusual for you to see an entire nerd trilogy, Eileen. And can I tell you, I saw them all on midnight the night they came out. Were you dating somebody at the time? <laughs> <laughs> I so I will say this. I was I was going to college full time, working full time, and dating this guy who I will say now in a boat. Um, it was very it was it was like okay, well, you know, like we weren't really living together, but we were spending a lot of time together, and we've been together for a long time. So I went to the movies, and I was working full time. And can I tell you, I've see, seen the beginning and end of each of these movies, but man, the naps I got. In college. Oh, my God. Through the Lord of the Rings movies. We're like, I'll be best night to sleep I in my life. I have napped at some point during every single one of those movies. One of the movies has a scene. It's, a, it's one of the, I don't know, I feel like there's a thousand of the, the Lord of the Rings movies. One of them has a scene where there's this guy who has a sled that's pulled by rabbits and he's got poop in his hair. And I fell asleep. It may be one of the Hobbit ones, but I fell asleep and he's just screaming across the screen with his rabbit sled and poopy hair. And I'm like, did I sleep the whole movie and wake up in a different film altogether? What has happened? It was very confusing. More yeah. poop. This, this is the poop episode. We should tell us the poop episode and see how it looks like no, um, But no, so yeah, so I am definitely not a Lord of the Rings person, but I have seen them all. Yeah. And then I will say this, that every year, um, said boyfriend went back and was like, we need to have a day of watching all of these. And I, being oh a good friend, sat there and watched them. And I didn't even really like him. So I don't know why I did it. But um, I've moved past it and I have a great husband now. So. Um, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't make you watch Lord of the Rings every year. That's a plus. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He's never made me do anything. It's great. Um, okay. <laughs> so the last one is Lost in Translation. I think I may have seen that one. So it I was actually, remember. I was on a flight last night coming back to Atlanta and somebody yes. on the plane was watching the movie. And I was oh, like, no kidding. I have seen this, but like I looked up at weird times and I was like, I don't remember any of this. Like people talk about it like it's some great movie and it won Oscars. I don't really remember it. You see, I feel like I've seen this at some point, but I just cannot. Well, that says a lot about the movie, doesn't it? That neither one of us, we think we've seen it, but neither one of us is entirely sure. Yeah, I I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, like, there's other movies. I mean, like I've seen great movies. I know all of the words to Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Well, that's definitely something you need to be including on your resume. I know. <laughs> I'm so proud. Um, I know all that. Could not tell you any bit of the Lost in Translation plot other than what you have written here in our article, which is that it was that's filmed it. at shrines and even country clubs throughout the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. That's it. That's it. All right. So we will take a break from discussing that. We come back. We will talk about a little bit about the places we're going here in March and which 
our places we frequent. So we can talk about our favorite places there um, before we go. And then we will update you on the places we do go while we're there. And then we'll yes. find out why Nicole's audio keeps going out because she's on location somewhere and I'm not right now. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, we are back for the third segment of Fast Women. Nicole, you are on location. Tell us where you are and tell us why you are not hooked up to the Wi-Fi. Okay, so I it, I can't get the Wi-Fi password and then I didn't have time and then I wanted a password and no thing in this hotel has the password on it. So instead, I'm on my phone. Also, I don't even know if you guys are going to hear it, but I am not exercising. My watch is insane. And I was trying to cover up my watch as we were recording because it's like, you've closed an exercise ring. I'm sitting on a bed in a hotel room talking. How have I closed an exercise ring? I think it caused your heart to rush. I think your heart's like, oh, my knees are flutter, flutter, flutter. Pitter, patter, pitter, patter. So the hotel I... Naturally. Right. So the hotel I'm at, which I've stayed at, I've lost track of how many times. It's the Parker, which is in Palm Springs, um, which we talked about robes the other day. I am literally in the fuzzy robe for the hotel because I was cold. The robe here is pretty good, Eileen. This one gets like a gold star. This is like, this is worth ordering. This is fuzzy. I don't know if it's like a cloud like the one you got for Phil, but this is a really nice robe. It's lovely. Well, I will be there Wednesday. I might even stay in the same room as you. I hope if they do, they've washed the robe in between. No offense. Um, <laughs> but, um, I'm I've never stayed at the Parker. So tell me about you the haven't. It's so cool. You're in Palm Springs. You'll talk I'm about in the Palm Park. Springs. So the Parker's kind of famous, I guess. I mentioned to somebody that I was staying here and they're like, oh, it's sort of like one of the classic hotels in Palm Springs. It's very small. It has a court. You're going to get lost. So when you walk in, it's this nice building. You have an upstairs and a downstairs. And then there's like wings off of each side. You have to carry your bags if you're on the second floor. So pack light. There's no elevator. So, but when you walk out, there's all these little paths, like these dirt paths. And one will take you to the, to one of the little meeting rooms and another one takes you to a waterfall. There's a giant gold statue of gold brass statue of a banana. Not kidding. That's in one of the paths as well. You keep going and there's a place called the Jean Autry house. That's where we had our little lunch today. And it requires like a left and a right and a left and a right. But I went like right and then left, left, right. And I got lost. I asked half a dozen different people while I was with my another journalist friend of ours, Nick. Nick and I are both lost. We're like, if we keep asking, eventually we'll get there. So be prepared to get lost. So I just need to veer at the big banana. You veer at the big banana. Yeah, there's a big banana and a mosaic water fountain. You're on the right track. If you don't pass the big banana, you might never get there. 
I feel like that could be our motto for this episode. If you don't pass the big banana, you'll never get there. You'll never get there. You need to pass the big it's banana. Inspirational poster. Uh, Remember the inspirational posters that people used to <laughs> in like the nineties? That's it's, it's just this brass banana, and it's got this weird black border around it. It just says banana. Banana. Yes, we need that. That's what we need. Yes. You should. I'll take a picture of it. I'll send it to you. You'll see the brass, and it's huge. It's like gigantic. It's gigantic. It's a huge banana. You must find it now while you're here. It's not that hard. Well, unless you get lost, you'll probably get lost and circle the banana five times. It'll be I, like that scene. I'm your, I'm your navigator for all things. And you're like, you're going to get lost. Like, no, that's the whole point. I'm, I'm the one that's not supposed to get lost. This is why I am lost because you're not here. Dang it. So that, that's yeah. not untrue. That's probably true. So you're driving the Subaru Crosstrek tomorrow. I am driving the I Subaru Crosstrek tomorrow. Yes. yes. And that is why I'm here. And this is actually a really lovely hotel. It's very classic. It has some kind of neat um, structural elements. There's, I think they're called breeze blocks out in front. Like you'll see it. It's this beautiful entranceway with these little like white blocks that they use all over the place. Um, but the room is very quirky. Like I have a macrame bird on my wall and I have a plug that looks like an outlet, like an electrician would use. That's like sitting beside the bed as the box to plug in my, my cables and stuff. And the bathroom, I lean. The bathroom looks like Liberace just was like Bleh! and threw everything he owned in there. There's gold, everything. It is the weirdest, most garish, most Vegas, most Liberace bathroom I have ever seen. It is more Vegas than Vegas. That's impressive. Can I tell you, do you know the name of the Parker? What it used to be? What was it before? I just looked it up. Merv Griffin's Resort Hotel and Givenchy Spa. Well, I think the bathrooms reflect that history. (laughs) (laughs) This says the highly trained staff was sought out by celebrities like Barbara Streisand, Heather Locklear, Kelsey Grammer, who have all stayed there. And it was apparently the site of an infamous Robert Downey Jr. thing that they call tragic low point. But I don't know what it is. I'm guessing it's an overdose. I don't an overdose. I don't know. He Um, was. No, I'm thinking Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe was the one who had the the video and everyone saw his butt. That was a different Other, one. I'm, no. I'm, I'm mixing up the low points of people. <laughs> uh, Rob Lowe's the one that had the teenager. That's what you're. Yeah. Thinking. I don't know about butt videos. Um, there was a video of him. He was like they caught it. It was his butt was like a fuzzy video in his butt. He was naked. There was a butt. I'm not that up. Um, <laughs> Rob, Rob Lowe, who remarkably looks young for his age, even though he's in that horrible show. That's like firefighters in austin texas it's terrible. oh it looks awful i've never watched it but yeah he does look great yeah he does look great okay it does say local lore says brad pitt angelina jolie got close here after filming mr and mrs smith so maybe brad got pitt's close this, this this year because brad pitt was in the hotel i was at in france and now we're going to the hotel where he was with mr and mrs smith where apparently there was some banging going on and you um, know what lynn woodward was just saying she saw brad pitt when she was a pebble that's the third brad pitt thing that's happened recently she was mentioning I, it today. It's all I'm Brad Pitt stuff. It. I'm down for it. Mm. I mean, I, he has rumor has it he doesn't like to shower. Though. I mean, maybe that's changed. I've heard that he's stinky. Mm. He's very attractive, but I've heard he's stinky. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not for stinky men. And this is where the uh, lawyers sue Newsweek because we've just slandered, libeled, whatever Brad Pitt and called him stinky. <laughs> no, no, that's just what we've heard. We can't guarantee that. We heard. have no idea. Oh, here we go. I can neither oh, confirm nor deny it. it. Okay, Robert Downey Jr. did not overdose there. He was taken into custody by the Palm Springs Police Department on charges of cocaine and methamphetamine possession and being oh, okay. under the influence of a controlled substance. Now, we'll say this. Robert Downey Jr. 
is clean now and he has been for a yes. long time. Um, and he yes. also spends his money helping other people get clean. And I think that is a very, very good thing. I'm actually yes, very he is someone. No, I think that's really good because he could have gone down that road and then just gone completely down it and never come back. And he came back and said, I'm going to help other people, which is very that's 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 a good egg right there. That's a that's nice thing to do. That's absolutely yes. commendable. OK, so you're at the Parker now. There is a coffee shop that has the best breakfast sandwiches. Are you going to go there? Oh, I am. It's called Coffee, K-O-F-F-I. And there's a couple of locations in the area. I think there's like two or three. They have very, very good coffee and they make a killer breakfast sandwich. Really, really yummy. And I am all about the breakfast sandwich. So I will be probably when I'm up way too early tomorrow, finding my way to the nearest coffee and going and getting uh, something to eat. And it will be a yummy breakfast sandwich, probably a little bacon on there, probably a little latte, a little sugar-free vanilla in there. I'll be good. Just let you need to veer at the big banana. Veer at the big banana. <laughs> You'll lose out if you don't veer at the big banana. You have to veer at the big banana. Okay. So speaking of big bananas, this has nothing to do with that. We are going to Napa the following week. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. going to a resort that we've been to before, the Montage, which is yes. like two hours from the Oakland airport and two hours from the Sacramento airport. It is not in a convenient location. Let's just mm-hmm. be honest about that. It's annoyingly yes. not in a convenient location. Um, which I mean, it's beautiful. You like have this lovely little like modern casita that's in the vineyards and it's very nice. It's very picturesque, but it could stand to be an hour closer to the airport, which I guess yeah, it's a little far go there. But like, yeah, it's a little far, but we're going to go drive the Aria there. Where Nicole, you and I have stayed in a bunch of different places in Napa. What is your favorite resort in the Napa Sonoma Heidelsberg area? Oh, gosh, I have to pick a favorite. I don't know. I've lost, I've lost track of them. I can't even remember of all the ones I've stayed. They're a blur of resorts, Eileen. <laughs> we really They're just do. a blur. Okay, so do we you got, have a favorite one? So I would say that Carneros Resort and Spa is my favorite. Oh, that's a nice one. Yes. So do you remember when I was at the Bardisono Hotel and Spa, which is in downtown? Uh, Yountville that that is when my shower was open to the outside of the room mm-hmm. and the fence yes. had been down so I had I basically was in the nude and the shower's like a window <laughs> so I had to shower like in the dark also at like 4 a.m. because you could just see right into my shower it was a whole thing um but that's why I think I don't care for that resort but it's a very like very that's, that's a solid reason <laughs> I think Carneros is my favorite they have some really you know they have like a regular hotel sort of thing there but they also have these it reminds me this is of a glamorous trailer park and that's not what it is they are like very substantial like like casitas but like it reminds me of a a glamorous trailer park in a vineyard and in the best way possible and i really enjoy that i'm trying to then like i i could okay i guess i get the analogy glamorous trailer park that's where we stayed when I almost died in the in the uh, in you the need wave to be back. more specific. Yeah. <laughs> when the wave came in and almost washed me out to sea on the dead. Oh, California. Yes. That's when we you, were OK, that is a lovely. Yeah, that's the one where you did the mm, um, one minute. And I'm like, fine. Now you can die because you didn't listen to me. Um, but you didn't die. And I'm, she, I'm, but I'm glad you didn't. die. I tried to save you. I get some credit. And then you gave me the one finger like, hold on just a minute, please. I'm busy almost dying. It's like I'm trying to save you. <laughs> Yeah, I do like that. I will say I've stayed at the Hotel Villaggio before. Um, that was the one I say that we talked about me uh, doing that last year for or for an Acura drive. And I was very mm-hmm. unimpressed by their five star quality. Um, it was the one that was right next to the interstate and or not the interstate, the highway. Yes. And you hear like everything. 
Um, I did mm-hmm. not care for that. So that's, I'm going to say that's, that's a no go for me. But I, I think it has to be like quiet. I, I've put a priority now on hotels being quiet. Like they can be loud and rambunctious during the day, but I want it when I'm ready for my quiet, I want it to be quiet. I don't want to hear the traffic. I don't want to hear the bar downstairs. I want the room to be quiet when I'm ready for it to be quiet. Shh, on set. Now I have to ask you, you and yes. I are both going, we're going, I, I don't think we're going the same days. I think we're going different days. Um, or maybe we're going the same day. I don't know. Um, where are you flying into now? Delta, Delta Airlines, our preferred airline of choice that has no marketing value whatsoever on this podcast, but we just love them. Um, we just love them. <laughs> it's our chosen airline. You just got to love your airline. We love Delta. So we're flying Delta. Delta has an option of flying into either Oakland or San Francisco. Now, I believe Oakland, I'm flying into San Francisco. Okay. So are you flying direct Boston to San Francisco? What? Okay. You're asking me program things that I, honest to God, I don't remember because I have so many programs back to back. I don't know if I'm flying direct or flying from someplace else. I can't remember. Okay. So we'll say this. Okay. So here's, here's my question for you. Okay. Yes. I'm flying to Oakland and I basically like was like, I'm willing to be difficult on this because the Oakland airport is smaller and it's, it's not necessarily like great, nicer in quality. It's just like, I can be in line for five minutes and be at yeah. my gate. And like, I don't like, I don't have to fight through San Francisco traffic. Like, I just feel like I am willing to take the hour layover in Salt Lake to get to Mm -hmm. the Oakland airport rather than fly directly into San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco is never, there's never a time when that airport isn't crazy and the traffic is always miserable. I believe San Francisco is the only airport that I've ever run from. Like we were being dropped off and we jumped out of the vehicle before we got to the gate and then just ran through the airport to make our plane and it was San Francisco and it was no fault of the OEM. Like they gave us plenty of time to get there. And it's like, we are barely going to make it run. And we all ran to our flights. I feel like that airport smells and it's not like it smells <laughs> like people. Like it's just like when you, it, it's not, it's not the Does gate it area. Smell? It's like, okay. It's like the security area has like a certain body odor dampness to it Ew, yuck that's yuck i've never like, noticed that not modern at all by any stretch of the imagination unless they've redone it in like the three months since i've been there last they could have i'm sure they um, haven't there's no like, airport that's redone in anything less than three years so no they haven't true. redone it that's accurate um but it is like like every time i go there i'm just like i don't like this experience like i don't know it's just like so I don't know. So I'm going to Oakland and like Oakland's tiled. So it's fine. It does not have all the amenities. It doesn't have like a Sky Club last I checked. It doesn't have all that stuff. But I'd rather have like the shorter line and the less hassle and not having to drive through San Francisco to get there. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Sam, I, I can get that. I can get that. I think I'm flying into San Francisco, but I might be going from one program to another. I can't even remember. I have a very back to back, like everything is all stacked up on top of each other. So I'm very often flying from not my home city to where I'm going, but from city A to city B and then eventually home at the end. You know, you do have a long list because you and I were going through it. And I was like, that's you're a lot of not home. That's a yeah, lot of I'm a lot of not home. home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Back to poop. OK, so then after that, <laughs> we go to Phoenix, which when I say Phoenix, it's usually you and I going to Scottsdale. So let's be mm-hmm. honest, we're going to Scottsdale. Um what is your preferred hotel in Scottsdale? We usually stay, we stay at Mountain Shadows. We stay at the Biltmore. We've stayed at that Italian Tuscany style one that you were at a, without me a few months, a, about a year ago about. Do you remember that? Oh, was that the Cadillac? That was for the V-Series. Was that the Cadillac one? Yes. Yeah, the Escalada V-Series. The Escalada. Yes, I like yeah. that one. But I also, the Biltmore, that, I love that um, sort of uh, Frank Lloyd Wright kind of vibe it has going on. 
I agree. I like that one. I agree. That one is just, it's just such a unique hotel. It's just, it's beautiful. It's unique. It has a lovely coffee shop that is open nice and early. So it's, and it's right there. So you can grab a coffee, you can grab something to eat and you can, you know, you don't have to wait if you're on East coast time, which I love. Um, and you can look at the pool. It has this beautiful pool. It's, it's, I just like that place. I like that one. I agree with you. I think it's fantastic. I really enjoy it. I, we're not yeah. staying of course, we're staying at Mountain Shadows, which is a lovely hotel. In and yes, way. it's just very cementy. That's my word. That's my. That's, <laughs> that's my a good description. Word. It is very, very cementy. <laughs> it's very, and it's like gray cementy. It's not like painted cementy, but no, it, has, it is very gray cement. Mountain. But I'd rather my Camelback Mountain view came from the other side and with Biltmore. But yeah, what it is, just is what it is. I'm trying to think. The last time I was at Biltmore. Lincoln, the Lincoln Navigator Drive. We were there. Yes, I think that was the same. The Lincoln Navigator, I believe, was the last time I was there as well. I got very lost getting to my room, though. It is one of those where you have like the main building, which is normally where I've stayed, but there's also sort of like these uh, like separate buildings, like little wings that you have to walk through little pretty paths to get to. And it gets a little confusing. And I was just randomly lost. I'm like, I don't know where my room is. I'm just going to sleep here by the cactus. I can't find my room. I give up. <laughs> I remember you texting me and me like, I don't know where my room is. And I literally went on my balcony and I was like, I see you. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> you need to find my room. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Real high class. We are real high class. I think I was up uh-huh. there in a tank top. Okay. See, once again, you weren't there to navigate me. You weren't here to navigate me. It's a problem. <laughs> I know. I'd gone there earlier. Than you. I don't remember what I was doing or where I was coming from. I got there earlier than you, but Anyway, um, we'll take a break. We come back. How about I ask you three questions you ask me too? How does that sound? I ask you two. Okay, we can do that. That works. Yeah, yeah, I'll put you on the spot a little bit, but then you get to put me on the spot. That feels good. Okay, that feels fair. Yeah, we'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, we are back. It is time for Scorecard. I'm going to ask Nicole three questions. She's going to ask me two. I will start. We'll go back and forth. Nicole, what is the best wine region in the United States? Oh, Willamette Valley in Oregon. I just love their wine. I know everyone's like Napa, Sonoma, but Willamette is my favorite place. And what is our favorite slogan of the Willamette Valley? I don't remember what it is. What is it? It's Willamette, oh, damn. damn it. Willamette, damn it. As soon as I said it, I realized it. Willamette, damn it. That's because how you know to say, pronounce it. Willamette. Because people say Willamette because it looks like Willamette, but it's Willamette, damn it. There you go. You There's your lesson. Bumper stickers and things like that in the area. Yeah. We took like, yep. our time in McMinnville. Like McMinnville's a yep. cool town. If you're going to go wine tasting, McMinnville's a good town in Oregon for wine. Oh, it's tasting. a lovely place. It's such a nice little quirky town, little fun shops and stuff and restaurants. That's a fun place. I like it there. They also have a UFO festival for those interested. They do. They have a UFO festival and they have little UFO things like little aliens 
right by the festival that are all people have made like their version of aliens like people do scarecrows at halloween you ever seen that like on a main street they do that with aliens there and it's a little weird you're like why we didn't know we're like why are there aliens tied to what what, what is it for why are there aliens and all the lampposts on this cute little main street what don't we know about mcminnville Uh, I will say there's a lot of rooftop bars and restaurants there, yes. which is really cool. And they have a great hotel, the Atticus, which is a boutique hotel. That's really cool. It was um, lovely. Yeah, we enjoyed uh, we enjoyed our time there. We were there last, I think, for the Subaru Ascent launch. So it's been a little yes. bit we'll for another trip back to McMinnville. I know we are. It has been too long. All right, Nicole, you're up. Ask me a question. OK, so you were talking about things that we would not eat. You have to pick one of these things. This is how you're going to get through your day. Ready? You either have the boiled penis that look like poo or you have the melted junior mints that look like a giant cube. Junior mints all day long. No question. Oh, wow. You didn't even hesitate. You would just eat junior mints all day. I would. I would gnaw. You know what? I have done this before. So judge away all you want. I once had a package of junior mints melt on me and I put it in the freezer and then peeled away the box once it was frozen. (laughs) And then cut it in pieces. <laughs> I mean, this is why we're friends. Yeah, like I was like, I'm like this. This 99 cents is not going to waste. I have a solution. Um, <laughs> yeah, that. So, um, so yeah, I would eat. I I don't mind junior mints. I honestly, obviously, I like them. Um, but in the world, like if you're like Skittles, or like be like, but like I mean Skittles, I would still eat. I'm trying to think of a of a like a candy or something I don't particularly enjoy. Like oh, there's that sweet thing. tarts. What about Necco wafers? That's I a love Necco wafers. You I love do. It. I was trying to. I love that's them. a quintessential New England thing. They're like these, chalk wafers. They're delicious. They're called they're Mary Jane's. They're like what a the Mary Jane. I don't remember. I, mean, I know Mary Jane's is something yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not. A, no, that's, <laughs> I'm not into that. Um, I'm trying to think of maybe they're not called Mary Jane's. There's something, but they taste like like they almost taste like boiled peanuts. And it's like, a wait, can. are they? In, oh my gosh, they're in a tiny it's little really wrapper sweet. that has the twisties on the yes. ends. Yes, that's like an old people candy. That's like yes. our grandparents like that. Yeah, I think I would almost rather have boiled peanuts than that. But that, even then, it's a very close race. It's but close I'm, race. I boiled peanuts. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. You are planning a vacation, Nicole. Do you? Would yes. you rather go to Napa Valley, Palm Springs, mm. or Scottsdale? Napa Valley, Palm Springs, or Scottsdale? I think. I would say Napa Valley. I do like Napa. Palm Springs oddly would be the bottom of my list. Then Scottsdale, then Napa. So I am switch. I would rather go to Scottsdale than Napa. Okay. Then Palm Springs is third on my list as well. Um, I like Scottsdale because, you know, I'm a baseball fan. Um, right. Spring training. So like we've actually gone out there for spring training before and stayed out there. Um, I like spring training. I also like that Scottsdale's close to really, really like world-class restaurants, but you also have like the hiking. You've got a climate where you can like be cool in the morning. You can warm up and like be toasty by the pool in the afternoon. And then you'll be chilly in time and eat a wrap for dinner. And I appreciate that in a climate. Like I don't want to sweat all day long and I don't want to freeze all day long. Those are I, my I can, I can, I can go with that reasoning. That's pretty solid logic. And there's an amazing breakfast place there that I still have to take you to because every time we try and go, we, it was like during COVID or like we oh, there to- was always a reason why it's like, nope, it's not open. You have to leave too early. You have to leave too late. You can't. Yeah, we've never been. You've talked about this before. It's an amazing place called Butters. So I hope that you and I are in Scottsdale together soon and we can go. Maybe we'll so do that. We can go to Butters. Part. We'll go to Butters. We'll figure it out. Oh, we should be able to figure out that we're there. It's a three day full program. We should be able to get a day to go there. 
we should we don't need a whole day for butters. I mean, it's a great place. I said, mean somewhere, but I mean somewhere in there, <laughs> three whole days for program. We should be able to find an hour to go to butters. I I hope we can. I hope we can. Okay, so you ask me next, and I've got one last one for you. Okay, so uh, this is this is just a do you or don't you thing. I okay, so we all know that Eileen and I we both like the hotel robes. They're comfy little. They're pajamas. They're robes. They keep you. They're just they're lovely, right? What about hotel slippers? You know when they leave the slippers out, like they do a turn down service. Are you yay to slippers or nay to slippers when the hotel leaves them out? There is under one circumstance in which I am yay to slippers. What's that? When the floor is concrete or tile. Especially oh. if it's that old tile that's faux Spanish tile. Ew. And, if, and you're just like, mmm. Because I was also okay. I was once in a hotel. This is a Hyundai program. This is my first national launch. The Hyundai Ionic, way back when it was in a hotel that was at the time a Kempton. It is no longer a Kempton in Santa Barbara. And I walked out of the bathroom to take a shower in the morning. Chuka put on like my pants and I lifted up my foot and I saw that my foot was black. And I was Ew. like, oh. And like, so, and that was a floor that was, it was um, like vinyl uh, planking. And I was just like, nope. So if you don't have carpeting, I will always wear your slippers. If you have carpeting, I generally don't care. And usually like, okay. the carpet, like as much as carpeting holds fluids and things, which I know we don't want to think about when we're hotels, it seems to me the carpeting is usually cleaner. It always feels cleaner. I don't like, yeah, I don't like the concrete. My thing is, you know, when I wear the slippers, some of the hotels have the concrete floor, but then they put this like natural carpet on it that's really rough it's like the oh, magic yeah. alila is like that it's this really harsh and it scratches your feetsies then i wear my slippers i know so speaking of the alila you texted yes. me yes the other day we can talk about this because we can't talk about the vehicle we can talk about this you text me and i said how are your greens and you sent me a video saying there are no shower greens and so the- there's always greens like there's like a little sprig of something hanging above the shower and she's like how are your greens and i'm thinking oh ha 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 and i go and look i don't have greens and i did send a video i'm like look at this there are no greens in my shower i feel like i should like they should have gotten a refund yeah lexus should have gotten a refund yeah and they're like eucalyptus i think i actually spent some time looking at them in the shower because i was like waiting for the eucalyptus I think it's yeah. um, <laughs> just gazing up at the greens. That's why they're so, supposed to be there. I had I will, nothing to gaze up at while my conditioner was working. I also feel like not for nothing, but you and I spend a lot of time in hotel showers. Not like a lot of time, but more time in a variety of hotel showers than most yes. people. The Alila mm-hmm. has almost the perfect hotel shower setup where it, it has nice. like it is. It's a long shower, but it's glass on one side. So like you don't feel like you're like in a long box. Like I was recently in a hotel where I was like, I'm going into the depths of the cave to go take a shower. Um, <laughs> it's just long enough that you can have a little like, bam- I think it's bamboo or something, a stand there that doesn't yes. get moldy or anything, but it has towels on it. And like you can put your soap in your shampoo and it's out of the water, but it's still close to you. And you don't feel like it's so big that also you're not like under the shower when yes. you like put your leg up to shave. Like the Alila has the ideal shower setup, plus or minus the eucalyptus, hopefully plus. So. I'm very sad about the eucalyptus. I'm not over it yet. I'm still a little sad. I feel still feel a little bit cheated. I will say this, I'm comfortable saying we'll be back there this year. And uh, I feel like we yes. will need, need to rediscover. I'm, the going, I'm going to demand my u- eucalyptus sprig on my shower head. <laughs> More difficult guess. I know what I should do is next time I'm there, I should call and demand that you have extra before we arrive. And you will have <laughs> it's like, a be like a forest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have one more question for you. Okay. Okay. Would you rather 
stay uh-huh. at a historic hotel that has maybe a little lesser quality, but it's historic or okay. a new fancy schmancy hotel that, you know, is perfect, but perhaps a little sterile. The old hotel. I wow. like historic hotels. I think there's some kind of charm. It's like old buildings. Like you walk into an old house and the floors creak a little bit and the doors might not all shut perfectly. And maybe things aren't exactly the way they should be. But there's a certain charm to something that has a history. It gives it more character. Like a sterile new hotel is, I guess, nice if you're just, I guess, I mean, they're nice. But I like the character that comes from a an older hotel like there's in new hampshire there's a mount washington i think it's called the mount washington hotel not the mount washington Inn. great big beautiful old white hotel it has a red roof and inside it's not perfect because it is really really old from the days when people would leave the city and go to hotels to get away from the city during the summer and they would you know spend three months up there that's the kind of hotel it is i love it it's old it's not perfect but it has so much charm i love that i am with you on that um, we've stayed and it really goes back to what we were just talking about with would you rather stay at the Biltmore or would you rather stay at Mountain Shadows? I don't care. Concrete is fine, but I'd mm-hmm. much rather stay at somewhere that has historic character to it. Yeah, and- I like the character of old. I like old buildings, though, like old buildings, old hotels. I like old stuff. <laughs> one of my favorite scents in the entire world. This is very personal. Uh, one of my favorite scents in the entire world is the smell of old books. And so like when we're oh at my the- gosh. In Texas, and you open the library at the Emma to go have your cocktail and just smells like old books. I'm just like, yes. Okay, weirdly, I was at Disney World this weekend in the hotel bar at the boardwalk. They have old books decorating the shelves. And I randomly picked one up. It was called Turkey. About I went, I opened it because I wanted to know, is it about Turkey's gobble gobble? Or is it about Turkey the country? So I opened it up. It was about Turkey the country, but it smelled like old books. Like as soon as I opened it, there was that distinct old book smell. Even better, people had, I didn't know this, had randomly put cocktail napkins about why we were there celebrating so-and-so's 25th birthday, April 14th, you know, whatever. There was a cocktail napkins in the pages. Oh, that's fun. Which I, like I think was just a random thing, but the old book smell. And when you said one of your favorite smells, I'm like, oh, that I literally was thinking before you said it of that old book. I just opened up at the boardwalk. Okay. So one last thing. So you mentioned you were at Disney this weekend. You got to ride yes. the new Tron ride. Is, I'm, now I, I'm only looking at Instagram, so I don't know. You ride the new Tron ride and it was like motorcycle things. Talk about that. Okay, for just, um, really not cool. motorcycles. So they're light cycles. And if you remember the Tron movies, one came out in the eighties and they had a more recent one that was not nearly as cool, but Tron light cycles. So you ride a light cycle, like on a roller coaster and you actually lean down and it sort of holds you in place and you have your arms out in front, just like a light cycle. It was the coolest ride. And it's one of those, you don't go up like a thing, click, click, click real slow and come down. It like shoots you off, like, boom, you go right, like really fast, right out of the gate. It was a shorter ride than some of the other Disney sort of thrill rides. Really, really cool. It's the theming was fantastic. Loading everything has lots of the the blue lights that you see everywhere that outline everything in the Tron world. Um, It was, it was a really fun ride. And if you're a Tron fan, there's all these things that you will recognize from the films and language that you will recognize, like you aren't writers or guests, you're, you're users because you're in there. It's, it's, it's really cool. It was a great ride. Awesome. 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 All right. So you are going to drive the Subaru Crosstrek tomorrow. I'm going to drive the Subaru yes. Crosstrek Thursday. When we come back, we record the next time we'll both have driven it and we will be able to talk about it, which Woo-hoo! is exciting. We'll also be able to talk yes. about a few other things we've driven in the interim in a yeah. super, super large episode that'll be normal sized but just be packed full of content next time we're signing off here thanks so much for joining us we'll talk to you soon 
Bye, everyone. After being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. Which is like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The parting shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts.